This is a message to all my supporters of this podcast. I'm introducing a new supporters program. You can contribute a small amount as a one-off payment to show your love for this podcast. Thank you in advance for all your contributions. Hi, my name is Mark Hayward. This is the Absolute Business Mindset Podcast. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about user research, which is a subject which has uh, opened up to me in my role as a um, corporate employee with an entrepreneurial mindset. And so user research is being able to test people's opinions on subjects. Now, they can be on varying subjects, whether you're doing something to do psychologically. Um, they do tests and things like this on, on, on users. Um, they equally do a market. Market research is kind of the, the quantitative um, and the qualitative. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But basically, it's testing people's views and their opinions on um on subjects, on different things. So I'm going to primarily talk about software because that's my area of interest and uh, and sort of greater knowledge. So I'll talk about how it can be used uh, for software. Um, so I'm just going to talk about a few of the different types of uh, user research that you can do. And there are many, many, many. There's 30, 40, 50 different types of, types of uh, user research. I'm just going to talk about a few now. So one is the survey. So you set up a set of questions um, and you ask a group of people uh, their opinions. Um, the advantages of survey is that it is relatively cheap. Um, it also gets opinions. The weaknesses are that it's very hard to not introduce biases into your questions. So that's something that I, if you ever do a survey, you have to be really, really super careful to keep neutral and open questions because the real value in what we're doing here in user research is validating a piece of software or validating ideas and so you want to get people's opinions so you want to ask open questions so that that gives them chance to be able to open up and really explore in their mind the subject that you are talking to them about you don't want yes no answers because it'll add no value at all in surveys, you can do ideas of like one to ten, um, uh, ten being very much agree and uh, one being don't agree. Um, there are options you can give. You can give answer A, B, or C. Um, uh, you can ask them uh, open text questions. Um, so there's lots of different types of ways of being able to use the survey uh, to for your success. <laughs> Another one is um, interviewing. So you can uh, go into an interview with a piece of software and um, very close to A-B testing, which I sort of cover at the same time. Um, A-B testing is where you're given option A and option B and you perform an interview and um, you ask them questions, uh, leading questions about the software. Sometimes it can be tasks that you're asking them to do. So they complete tasks um, and then get their opinions on how it worked. Often in software, you want to know about usability, um, and this is user research. Uh, so we, or the key thing is finding out what the user experience was like, whether they enjoyed it, whether it took too many clicks, um, how quick they got there, was it intuitive? So all these sorts of tests when you're talking about software is critically important because you want to know how fast they were, how intuitive, how, how um, useful it was, um, so very, very much um, an interesting subject when you're thinking about software. 
I was going to throw one in that's a little bit less field, left field, um, which is gorilla testing. Um, gorilla testing is where you go out to the general public with a set of questions. Again, hopefully not with biases. And you are there to ask a quick fire, four, five questions at max about something. So it could be about a museum. It could be about um, uh, something that you show on video. It could be something gauging their opinion about place or, or a time in, 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 in history or something like that. There's lots of different ways, but the idea is that it's, it's unplanned or it's planned on your side, but the test is, is unplanned for the user. Um, and they just go in and answer, spend five minutes with a person outside on the street. So that's why it's called guerrilla testing. Uh, it's done at train stations, outside museums, outside places of interest, uh, to get people's opinions on what they thought of that place. So that's just a quick overview of some of the things that might be interesting when it comes to user research. Just to recap, you need questions that are not biased. You do not want to create a bias, a positive or even a negative, in how they respond to your question. You want to keep them as neutral as possible so that the people form their opinions and share those opinions with you rather than them thinking that what you really want to hear is a positive Um where in actual fact, you, as a user researcher, you just want to find the truth. You don't really want to find uh, what your opinions are on a given subject. So you've got to be really, really careful about that. So just to cap on quantitative and qualitative research. Um, so uh, qualitative is more based on opinions and on views. Um, it's, it's the quality of the questions. So you might spend an hour with somebody talking about something, piece of software. Um, It's all about, generally it's less people that you would, you would study because quantitative is, as there's quantity, it's all about how many people you get. And this is more towards the level of sort of um, market research is quantitative. So you go out and you ask uh, people on the street, um, ask a thousand people, 2,000, 10,000, whatever it is, uh, to get their views. And you then statistically prove uh, that one course of action is better than another, where a lot of this user research, not market research, user research is about qualitative so i'll leave that with you maybe do some extra research on that um i think it adds value i've been using it in the last six months or so um i've just been on some training on it as well so it's been really interesting to get some more opinions on it um i think it does add a value to the business i think it it, it stops people um, leading their business on hunches and on um sort of views of the experts which i'm always very very cautious of um the experts know the greatest about the knowledge and that should be shared with you um but equally they should not be the people driving the business because their expertise can sometimes sometimes enclose their views very much on on what they experience within their expertise where if you're asking a set of people, whether it's uh, in your business and then you cover different types of users, um, that is also important. You should not just be getting one type, whether it's demographic or whether it's a job role, whether it's an expertise, you should be getting a cross-section of the of the people and therefore you're not getting hunches that they think this is the best for the business. So very interesting, very helpful to business. I, I believe it does add value. 
and that you should be thinking um, in your role, job, or business to think about using uh, different types of user research to validate where you're heading in a direction rather than doing just something that you want to do. So if you're an entrepreneur, you might be fascinated by something and driving that, but there might not be commercial value in it. Um, And essentially for any entrepreneur, you want commercial value and therefore you do need to think about what the business what the market wants rather than just what you want okay uh check me out on twitter uh mark j hayward um you, there's also my youtube please check that out mark hayward um there is the website with uh, so absolute business mindset um and uh you can hear me on twitter on 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 um Uh, Spotify, on iTunes and various other places for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much.